This is the Self-Help Hipster Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. Playing big for girls who want to play ball in the big league. Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of the Self-Help Hipster Podcast. My name is Liana from theselfhelphipster.com. And my name is Andrew Chin from andrewchin.co. And here we are back at it again. Today we are doing a review on the book Playing Big by Tara Moore. And for the first time ever, we introduce a brand new segment. And we talk about our pop culture pleasures and our obsessions. Obsessions. But first, Andrew, how the heck are you? I'm fine. I'm great. How's the busy, busy life? Still busy. Still busy. But I have a solution. Okay. <laughs> Let us hear it. I am taking two weeks off after the busy period. Nice. Good which for you. Is a, I don't know why I didn't think of it before, <laughs> but it's a genius idea. It really is. <laughs> because I thought, how can I um, survive mm-hmm. this yes. hugely busy period? Um, what's the best way to go about it? And then... I followed my own advice. Uh, what I always say to people is uh, mark dates in your calendar where you're going to have some time off. Yes. Or it can be a holiday. Isn't it great when we follow anything. our own advice? Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. So nice when we get to do that. Walk the walk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> talk the talk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I marked uh, two weeks off. One week is going to be vacation and the second week is going to be for my own content. Awesome. So like uh, because I don't have time for my own things. No. And I'm only doing things for other people. So I thought, you know what? You're going to have some time off. Tell everybody nice. that you're going to be free. So they know in advance. It's like asking your boss for some, <laughs> some for a vacation. I have to ask all my bosses. <laughs> do you have that many? I yeah, have all the, so many bosses. Yeah, all the people that you work yeah. for. Yeah, all the, the the project that you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, yay. Um, and where are you going to go for your vacation? Are you going anywhere or just staying in? Part of the fun is not knowing yet. Oh. And it's just, you know. Everything's wide open. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So, um, but that really helps because it, there is a deadline. Uh, there's, 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 a, an there, there's an end date yes. to this madness. Mm-hmm. So I know I can just keep going. Yeah. And not, because it will be yeah, over. It's, yeah. it's going to be over. If I don't have that, I know I'm going to just keep going. Die. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just, but but in the meantime, what are you doing to relax? Like it's really nice <laughs> that you have an end date and all, but if you end up like if you find yourself at the end date just completely burned down. No, that's not gonna happen because I know there's an end date. You know, that my mind can sort of it can budget energy. Okay. Because I know it's gonna end. Okay. Okay. But, but if I don't know that, then even I even so, hate it. what yeah. do you do to relax and recharge during this busy time? Sleep. Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> that's at least one thing. No, I just, I, 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 I dance through this now. Okay. I just, I don't care. That's I just do the work and just okay. enjoy myself. Well, you're a trooper. Look, that's all I gotta Airbnbs. say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so when yeah. is this beautiful, magical end date happening? April 1st. April 1st. Okay, good for yeah. you. That's yeah. that's relatively soon. That's two weeks. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. So, that's uh, that's my trick. How okay. are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, did anything eventful happen? Um, I celebrated my two year anniversary with Vincent this weekend. Oh, congratulations! That was really nice. We went to Bruges. I'm saying it's the American way. <laughs> the American way. We uh, we drove there in and, Bruges. Uh, yes, it was beautiful. Very, and uh, we had great weather. And other than that, I'm sort of. I'm in this really fun period where I'm like I'm going back to work and I'm I'm slowly like getting more energy and I find myself at times sort of like looking around in wonder and being like oh, that's right this was who I was before all the shit went down Really? Yeah, sometimes it's just like especially at work but also like yesterday um I had a day off and um I took care of like 
four different household chores slash errands uh, I wrote. I I did like numerous different things that I would have never been able to do if you tried to make me do that in like September or August last ah. year. So whenever I whenever that happens, when I have this day where I'm like super productive and I'm taking care of shit and I'm just basically being a functioning adult in society, <laughs> I'm like a valuable member of society. Then I'm just like, oh, that's right. Before I got sick, this was who I was. Oh, Feels good. That's interesting. So that's really, really nice. And at work too, like whenever I'm at work, I'm just like, oh, that's right. I understand things quite quickly and I do work and then it, the work is adequate. <laughs> awesome. Good for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's, that's really, nice. really nice. That yeah, good. definitely. That is yeah. great. Yeah. So that's good. So you feel good now? I do. It's like a, it's a very um, precarious thing where you're just like, I feel good now and let's pray to God that it stays that way, kind of. Um, but I'm taking real good care of myself. The therapy's helping. The <laughs> taking like the, the making sure that there's a balance between work and and relaxing and recharging really helps. And I feel like things are moving in the right direction even more than they are already are. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. That so is- yay. So yay. Yay. That makes me happy too. Good, good. So for the first time ever, we're introducing a new segment in our podcast that we thought of last week. So it's kind of last minute, but it's called listening in. And from now on in every episode, we're going to take one of the questions from a listener that they emailed us or tweeted us or put in the comments under our Instagrams or whatever in the, in the blog. And we're going to talk about, we're going to answer that particular question. It can be any sort of question like related to our personal lives or into self-development, favorite books. It can be anything. And we'll see if we can give you a good answer. Now, before we get into the question, I first want to say that doing this kind of, um, in our case, listener engagement kind of stuff always gives me huge anxiety. And here's why. (laughs) There's nothing more humiliating for a blogger slash content person, whatever, to do a shout out like this and then nothing happens. Nobody responds. There are no questions. There is nothing that will make you feel less important (laughs) than when that happens. So when I put (laughs) that question online, like, hey, guys, do you have a question? If so, please let me know through comments or through email or whatever. There's like this little period where I'm just like, oh, please, God, let at least someone send in a question. (laughs) Somebody, please. So... Quick shout out to those of you who actually did send us a question via email or via Instagram in, in this particular case. You guys are the real MVPs <laughs> because you make us feel le- less anxious about our like the, the shit that we do. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. Like that was first, like straight off, straight, straight off. That's the first thing that I got to say about that. So we got a few questions. We're going to, um, I have two here that we might be able to do, but we have the, the, I rather feel like the first person who was able to ask us a question deserves the first priority. So, um, I had a question from Vanessa via email and, uh, thank you, Vanessa. You're the real MVP, as I said. Um, and I'm going to read it to you and, uh, Andrew, think about it. I thought about it too. And I think it's a great question. So here it is. Hey guys, first of all, let me just say that your podcast is the only one I look forward to hearing. Keep up the awesome work. Well, thank you. Um, I was trying to figure out a way to express my question without writing a novel, but here goes. I struggle with speaking up with my true feelings, oftentimes with coworker, and she is a high school special education teacher. She's 27 years old and she has three years of teaching experience. I'm always fucking worried about them, thinking that I'm stupid or that I'm hurting their feelings, even though I'm not disrespectful or anything. As a result, if they think I'm stupid or I hurt them, then my self-esteem decreases more than it should. So instead of giving them my feedback, I always just get theirs. I just shut up and stuff everything inside myself until one day I lose my shit. Haha. So how can I learn to speak up without being worried that they might get hurt or think I'm stupid? Bam. This is an excellent question. Yes. For two reasons. One, Part of it describes my life working at a university. And two, <laughs> this book that we are reviewing today yes. is perfect for you and fits right in with this topic. Because basically the question is, 
okay, I have a hard time voicing my opinion, giving feedback to other people, making sure that they hear what I think, because I don't really think that I should be allowed to have an opinion, that I don't really trust myself to know the right things that my feedback is adequate, that the yeah. comments that I make are just as valuable as the comments that these other people have. How can I learn to speak up and give my opinion without being so worried about what other people think of it and that I might be stupid? Okay, Andrew, first thoughts. Well, first of all, Vanessa, thank you for your question. Hey girl, hey. Um, we all experience this. Yes. We all think that compared to other people, we are stupid. Mm -hmm. When in fact, these people need to hear your voice. You have this thought that you want to express, Yeah. right? And the only reason why you're not expressing it is because compared to the other person, you feel stupid because they have more experience, mm -hmm. right? I don't think you think your thought is stupid. Otherwise you wouldn't be having it yeah. and feeling the need to express it, right? And uh, <laughs> you think so you're, you're saying that whatever Vanessa's thinking is a thought that she does want slash needs to put out there, yeah? Well, that's the, that's my first that's the thought. Question, my yeah. first question to you is, is it a genuine thought? Is yeah. it something you really think is a real good thing to say? Okay. Despite... Let's it, assume yes. This, yeah. Okay. So then you should say it. Why are you afraid? Why? Think about that. Why are you afraid? What is the worst thing that can happen? Well, I'm very good at that thing where people ask you, what's the worst that could happen? I can always think of a beautiful and well thought out horror scenario that will end in my imminent death. But um, And then what? <laughs> well, then I'm dead. That's not really what I was going for. Um, <laughs> no, um, let me just say that I completely get where Vanessa is coming from. Because for me, working at a university with all these fucking brilliant people who like PhD students, professors, just all smart cookies in that freaking cookie jar. I've always felt like the crumbly, sort of not very well worked, doughy cookie at the bottom of the, mm -hmm. of the cookie jar. So every time that I was in a meeting with all these smart people who had PhDs, who did tons of research, who have so much experience, who've, who's, who've worked at the university longer than I have, I didn't want to open my mouth because what if dumb words? would come out of my mouth. Understand. And then they yeah. would think that I was dumb. And then they would be like, why is Liana working here? She's too dumb to work here. And then everyone would dislike me. <laughs> You're going to be exposed for the dumbness. Exactly. I would be exposed for the dumb dumb that I actually am. I would get fired. I would never find a job because I'm dumb dumb. And I would end yeah. up in a box under a bridge. I, my horror yeah. scenarios usually end with <laughs> under me a bridge. in a box under a bridge. Yes. That's not so bad. Well, it's, I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest. <laughs> so I totally understand that that's the idea. Like, what if they think I'm stupid? So what if yeah. what I'm thinking is actually wrong? So the feedback that I want to give, what if it's not based on anything? What if I'm missing a crucial part of information that all the other people have figured out because, because I'm just not as smart as them mm -hmm. because I'm not at their level? So I completely get that. I don't really want to give my feedback because what if it's a dumb thing to say? Here's the thing. Your feedback is hooked to um, your, like, no, let me rephrase that. How other people respond to your feedback gives you so much anxiety because you think that the way that they respond to you gives you um, uh, evidence of whether or not you're smart or dumb. Yeah. You know? And, um, like I said, I completely understand that when you're in a room with people who are, have more experience than you, that you're kind of assuming that they know best or they know better than you. Mm -hmm. But that's not always necessarily the case because I've worked with so many super smart people who lack a certain practical uh, organizational element that is very important to take into account on whatever a project. Yeah. And that might be the case here too. Like your particular experience in those three years, your age, the things that you've done offer a unique perspective that might be very valuable to those different teachers. 
depends on how open they are to feedback, but at least you've said it in case that that's necessary. And in this particular book, they talk about unhooking from praise and criticism. Yeah. We'll get to that more mm. in the book of the month thing, but that is a very important thing where, and I, I completely like that was the, I had a bit of a trouble getting into the book, but when we got to that chapter, I was Did like, you? bam, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, the thing is that we um, become dependent on what other people say to us about our work, about what we're doing. And that's the same in this particular situation. You're hooked on their, basically their appraisal of what you're saying. Yeah. So you're so busy thinking about what other people will think about what you're saying that you forget your message and that you're afraid to put your message out there. So Vanessa, what I would say is that try to become a more neutral player towards yourself. And whenever you are in a room, just try to think of yourself as just as good and just as worthy and that your feedback is just as necessary because otherwise you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be in the team. You wouldn't be working at that school. Yeah, because what are you doing at that table? Yeah, you are at the table for a reason. So share what you're saying. And then my second point, so what if they get hurt? Sometimes you need to hear something that you don't like and sometimes like... Tempers might flare up, but sometimes people need to get hurt. And sometimes they will respect you more yes. when you um, criticize them. Yeah. And another thing, what if someone thinks you're stupid? Nothing much will happen, sweetie. No, they think you're stupid anyway. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. What Liana just said is very important, is you are going to give your unique perspective. Yeah. And that's the one thing that you And have as to long as you know what arguments you have for that feedback, yeah. where it comes from, and if you can argue your point, you're fine. Yeah. And it's not it's not a ra- it's not a race of being smart and stupid. No. Especially not from their perspective. No. They're smart. Right? They're not like um, they're not thinking about your stupidity. No. They're they're just working they, they're, something they else. don't have time to look at that. No. They they just uh, would welcome maybe mm-hmm. your unique perspective. And if they don't, then they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's important to um, try to, like, if you know that your feedback is based on something and you can argue your point, it doesn't matter that at the end of the meeting your feedback is just heard and then disregarded, but at least you put it out there. And in other times, your perspective might be a crucial element to the situation. And um, it's not very likely that they'll, they've never had feedback before. So them getting hurt is not very likely. But even if they do, sometimes you need to hear that you're doing shit wrong or that shit could be better. And the same with you're worried that people think you're stupid. Try to focus on everything that you've done right before that landed you this job, that like that gave you all of this experience and focus on your feedback came from something. And if other people think that's stupid, well, that's their problem. Yeah. And if they ain't paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the question from Vanessa. I have a I have a bonus one. Okay. From Yosiana, who I've also like followed forever on Instagram and Twitter and whatever. Um she's one of the bloggers for Just Keep Running, which is a Dutch running website. Okay. And one of her questions was um what is our most important life lesson slash motto? Dum, dum, dum. Jesus. That's a really big question, but I thought it was interesting. And the reason that I wanted to Can talk the about it. Be any bigger? <laughs> no. So it fits well into the theme, I'd say. No, but um, the reason that I wanted to talk about that is that I think it's a great question. But for me personally, there's always a theme happening at a certain point in my life, but never there isn't a big um, life lesson that I carry with me all the time. There's all these different themes and life lessons and models that I have that are sometimes more um, uh, important than in other times. So -hmm. for me right now, I am trying really, really hard to surrender to everything that's happening to me and with me and in my life, instead of always trying to control everything, which I have a tendency to want to do. My theme for now is just to surrender and move with what is happening and instead of just sort of like trying to race ahead 
like race ahead of what is actually happening. So that would be mine for now. But if you ask me again in two months, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it will be different. And if you ask me again next year, there will be different ones. And when I look back to this year, it will not just be surrender, oh, it will be yeah. different ones. Yeah. So I think that the life lessons um, happen all the time. And at one point, one is, sticks out more than the other. It kind of depends on what is your focal point at the moment. Do you yeah, and, and, and do you... Do you actively seek a life lesson when you're in a certain period? Mm, well, I, I, I really like to reflect mm. on things and I usually find something useful in what is happening around me because that's the way that I, that I kind of like the way that my brain works. I don't like, I don't sit down and look at something and be like, okay, what is the lesson here? But it sort of just comes to me as I go through it. And then I take it with me from there on out, I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that would be my answer. Putting you on the spot uh, there right, right, right now, Drew. Well, <clears throat> what, one of the things that I always um, get back to is dance through life. Mm-hmm. It's it when whenever I feel um, uh, whenever there's some something going on, and I feel I need to to control it because mm -hmm. I am losing control, mm -hmm. or it's scary or slippery or whatever, I just let go and just dance. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I do. That's beautiful. When when am I? And when I'm walking on ice and I'm trying to walk carefully, mm -hmm. I fall. Yeah. If I just dance on the ice, like dun, 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 I can just dance and walk and run and mm -hmm. I don't fall. So that's what I think about when I, I like am that. in a difficult situation. Beautiful. I just go back to who I really am. Mm. And that's just a happy uh, dancing, kid, dancing on kid on ice. I just that's that's so and, cute. and then everything everything relaxes yeah and i become a more i become more fun i become more um and i get so much um what do you what do you call it confidence mm -hmm. i just i just start winning and just yeah. doing and, and things just, figure themselves ah, out or amazing. you figure it out just it's because you're a simple so exercise yeah playful in it and it i i i i, I luckily i get reminded of it mm -hmm. really uh, i don't know how but Especially in sports, when I mm -hmm. when when I get uh, anxiety because the 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 opponent is like really strong mm -hmm. and good, and like okay, yeah, just dance, just dance, it. just dance through the just game, just dance. I like and that, and then everything shines. Beautiful. All right, I think that's that's a good enough answer that will suffice for now <laughs> so you guys if you're listening now and you think okay i'd really want to ask andrew and liana a question you can ask them through email just so send an email to info at the self or you can tweet us with the uh, hashtag the self of self help hipster podcast or you can leave a comment under our instagram so we'll put them in the show notes so we would love to hear more questions and we would love to answer more of your questions so feel free to reach out and we'll try to see what we uh, what we can talk about for you with you on a podcast is the hashtag the self-help i think it's just the hashtag is hashtag self-help hipster podcast so it's hashtag hashtag so oh shut up you know what i mean you know what i mean no again just just to be clear hashtag self-help hipster podcast okay yes book of the month all right. Let's talk about the book. Let's talk about the book. So we are talking about Playing Big by Tara Moore. And um, basically this is a book about how especially women can become their biggest badassest selves and play big instead of, which is something that women often do, play small. Yeah. So Andrew... As a, as a beautiful woman of today's uh, today's age, how did you like the book? <laughs> okay. Did you feel again like a strong, confident woman? <laughs> I really channeled my inner woman. Mm -hmm. 
No, um, let let me just say, in I had a little bit of a struggle to mm-hmm. get into it because okay. because of the word woman. Yeah, because uh, that makes every sense. time she would talk about she and mm-hmm. her and woman and every and and just when i was getting into the the, the subject mm-hmm. i got thrown off because it was towards a woman she was okay. speaking to a woman and i was really trying hard mm-hmm. not to, push to, through. To, to to just accept it yeah or just to translate it to mm-hmm. um yeah to just normal the huh. neutral but i found that a little um difficult for me okay okay but um and then i tried to channel my inner woman's like what <laughs> if you know it, mm-hmm. it could be some universal thing it's like just just accept it just mm-hmm. just let her speak to your inner woman yes <laughs> that didn't work um <laughs> No, but um, after a while, the subject matter and the way she she brings it, the way she talks to, the way mm-hmm. she talks about not playing small but playing big, is is for is actually for everybody. Yeah, it and is. You know why? Uh, what I'm thinking is why you're explaining this. I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, didn't most of the books that we discussed before? That a few at least take on the perspective of a woman because sometimes yeah no no they, they take the perspective of a woman because it's written by a woman yeah, and, and they just yeah. tell their story yes but this is the first one that is actually more just addressed towards women only yeah. actually it's like yeah because this at the beginning of the book she says yeah true um all these other books were for men mm-hmm. yeah, in the beginning. Okay. Like yeah. when I was young, I was in school mm. and I read all these books yeah. and I didn't really uh, um, get her uh, felt. Felt the same way, yeah, message because kind of. All yeah. the books were written by men mm. and the protagonists were men. Yeah. So I am writing a book for women. So that's, that's why I. Thought, okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. This is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, but but once you got into it, you realized it was into for it, everyone. Mm-hmm. It really is for everyone, yeah. and it is it is for women. But it's yeah. also interesting to put myself yeah. in the An interesting in, perspective, in also the, maybe yeah. to take on because yeah. maybe as a man you would do things differently um, than what you read in the book. Yeah, and I also found that um, if it was written for a man. Mm-hmm. It would have been a little bit different. For sure. For sure, right? It would have been uh, maybe a few few steps bolder. Yeah. And that Well, and I think that some could, of the some of the problems that she addresses do not apply to men or at, lo- at least not apply to most men. Yeah. Yeah. True. But they are very, very um, helpful. For sure. Because they don't go that far. They just go one Yeah, one thing at a time. Step. Yeah. And that's so big. Mm-hmm. That little step yeah. can, can, can create huge, huge things. And um, that's yeah. what I like. That's, that's mm-hmm. somewhere um, yeah. at the end of the book. I thought, wow. Wow. You came out of it as a strong, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> self-realized woman. Now, I had I had a bit of trouble getting into it as well and not because I'm uh not because of it's written for a woman because I am a woman, <laughs> but um uh for some reason or the writing didn't really speak to me in the same way that maybe like the style of Gabriella Bernstein mm. or uh any numerous other female writers does. I don't know, it just sort of I never really got into it until I got at the, like I said before, until I um, read Unhooking from Criticism and Praise because that sh- was written for me, basically, <laughs> so much so that I yeah. like that, that, like then the writing kind of became irrelevant and I just fully sank into the message. Yeah. And the writing is not bad at all. So I couldn't really put my finger on it why 
I'm, I have trouble getting into it because the writing is is fine. It's just yeah, they, it's very pleasant. But it for is. some reason, I just didn't really. It didn't really, you know. Maybe it's not what you're used to. I guess, yeah. It is pleasant and sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's too sweet for me. Maybe or it's too sweet know. for you. Yeah. <laughs> could could be. But I liked it. Yeah, I like for sure. I like the pleasant. I always like pleasant tones. I like the pleasant tone of it. And uh, the comforting, yeah, the comforting way of saying, "Hey, and I do it's believe fine. that this book is can be so incredibly enlightening for any woman who works, any woman who wants to start a business, any woman who wants to um, stop minimizing herself and stop wants to stop uh, playing her, yeah, her skills down, wants to play." play small like if you want to stop playing small by not doing the things that you should or by always i don't know just sort of like fading into the background then this book really really shows how why you shouldn't do this and how you should stop doing it how you should stop these little habits that yeah subconsciously keep you down or keep you hidden oh a a great example a small example but Mm -hmm. what i see all the time Mm -hmm. is and that is at the end of the book somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's about writing an email. Or yes, just, I think just I know the where way you're going. you speak in a meeting. All those little words. It's just little words. All you those use. disclaimers. It's like, um, sorry to bother you, but blah, blah, blah. Do you want to hear something awful? Tell me. I talk like that all the time at work. Oh, and really? I write emails like that all the time. Oh, wow. I go back in my email and I delete all these little superfluous disclaimers. I'm not sure, but, yeah. or I looked it over real quickly, but maybe. Does it uh, make sense? Does it make sense? Do you understand what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, it can only take 10 minutes. Yeah. All that fucking shit. I, that is basically the way that I communicate at work all the time. It is so dumb. I don't understand why I'm doing it. I understand why you're doing yeah, it. I, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> but like, it's insecurity, one, apparently. Exactly, but what, you're putting yourself down. Yeah, and, and it's so, yeah. like, but, but what happens to me when I read it, I'm like, this is so much white noise in what yeah. I actually want to say, uh-huh. but I feel like I uh-huh. have to sort of, like, dress it in yeah. all that yeah. extra stuff in order to make sure that someone... Uh, isn't offended, uh, likes me, um, uh, that I like sort of, yeah, protect myself or something. It's so dumb. And you know what the effect of that is? Is that people get annoyed. Of course. Yeah. Just get like, to the fucking to the point, point, woman. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what Tara suggests is um, start with something warm, mm-hmm. which everybody likes yeah. to hear. But don't be so apologetic. Exactly. Afterwards. Yeah. Like, you start with something warm, give a nice compliment. Like, hey, I hey, saw the thing yeah. that you did with that project. Fantastic, awesome. big yeah. fan. Yeah. And then get to the point. Yes. And be heard. Mm-hmm. Because if you play yourself down, people will pick up on it. Yes. And it's just, it's it's real simple. Yeah. And that's one small tactical thing mm-hmm. that I found very useful in the book. Very much. Very, very yeah. useful. And it's not only women who do it. No, no, <laughs> that's true. That's not just the But I feel more women do it than men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True, true, true. It was really funny, though, because I um, I have um, an unofficial supervisor at the job that I currently do. And at one point I had to, um, uh, I had to do something like very quickly because something needed to get done. And she was in a meeting, so I couldn't reach her. So what I did is I found the next best person, like at a different, I had met her before, she worked at a different program, but I knew her and I knew that she did the same work so she would know as well. So I asked her what to do and she said, okay, you gotta do this and that. So I immediately went to do that. And then I sent my unofficial supervisor an email, kind of as a joke, but like maybe not really, where I said, okay, I'm gonna do this. If this is wrong, yell out into the hallway that I'm stupid and then I need to do something else. It was a joke. Mm. Like I'm very self, I like self-deprecation in jokes and I just (laughs) make fun of myself. But, and she, um, she knows my blog. She knows Mm. what I do. She's, um, she, she likes it. So it's really, um, so I just sort of like for the, one of the first times I sort of really let my true color show like, okay, I'm going to do this. If you hate it, just run into the hallway and yell at me that I don't know what I'm doing and that I need to stop. Like it was a joke. But, 
then she sent me an email like after like like a couple of days after uh and she was like hey first of all i really want to say that you're doing great work second is there like do you feel like we're not supporting you enough like am i not showing enough mm. um confidence in your mm. in your skills because of that email mm. Oh, because of that email and I was like fuck that was not at all my intention so uh, I emailed her back like no it was just a joke it was just like 90% I was 90% sure that what I was doing was right but there was only the 10% maybe that you wanted like that maybe you do things differently so yeah. I kind of put it in a like a self-deprecation joke I like to make fun of myself and I know that you would never yell at me and I know that you have faith in what I'm doing I was just kidding and then she came by in my office and she was just like yeah I thought so but still and she just looked at me and was like you know what I think you're on something <laughs> see that's another example like uh, like I can totally understand it for myself in the sense that I'm relatively new there and I don't want to I don't want to do a good job and it's like it's all very fresh and all of that but um, I I, why do I always assume that I'm doing something wrong you know what I mean yeah like I've done this this type of work for almost six years I feel like I should like I know my way around it's not like and I'm smart enough to handle these types of things but still yeah. no you need a PhD for that <laughs> somewhere in my head I feel like I had yeah that's one yeah. thing also that but you know what you know what the thing is I need a if PhD I would if that. I would get a PhD then I would think no now I need to do a postdoc ah, because course, I will never I will never think that I'm of the smart course. one I will never think that I'm the smart one yeah. I will always assume that other people are smarter than me and they are. They are. Because Einstein. Yes. He's smarter than you. Everyone's smarter than me. But does does that mean Einstein cannot hear what you have to say? True. And not everyone is smarter than me. <laughs> Just by the way. Just I'm not dumb as a rock, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. No, um, but let's go back a little bit because what you talked about is actually something that I wrote down too. It's at the end of the book where mm-hmm. she talks about the way that we communicate. Yeah. But to go back, um, unhooking from criticism and praise, Mm -hmm. I, very, very important. uh, Like when I read that, I was like, fuck, I do that. And you know what? It it keeps you from doing your best work. Yeah. Because if you're constantly just worrying about what other people will think about your work, you're not doing your best work. No, the second you do that, the second you think about, will somebody like this? It's not, it's, it's not the point. It's not the point. But I like I always look not necessarily like things that I do online or like in my personal life, but at work, I especially before I got sick, I just looked at everything as signals on whether or not I was doing a good job. Uh. But I forgot every single literally spoken <laughs> good job. I forgot every email that started with "Thank you for doing this. It looks great." I forgot all of those positive things, and I looked at everything subtextually like Mm -hmm. okay do they really mean it do they maybe think that i'm super incompetent i was obsessed with that thought not obsessed but i was like so deep into that that i always thought that people were actually criticizing me and i needed people to constantly tell me that i was doing a good job because i was getting overworked so that made everything Mm -hmm. worse obviously i should have just done my job who cares what they thought? I was doing my job. And if they wanted things to, to change, then they should have given me feedback, but nobody ever did. Yeah. So They're- I was doing my job. And if I hadn't been so obsessed with figuring out whether or not I was good at it or I was good enough and that people thought I was doing a good job, I could have done so much more shit. Yeah. I would have been even better at my job. I would have been able to put that time and energy into maybe starting up a new project or helping other people with something. It doesn't matter if people think that I was doing a good job or not. I was doing my job. And what does she say about feedback versus criticism, criticism and praise? Well, the there's thing a, is, there's if a you, huge difference. Yeah, if you look at feedback, feedback can be so useful. Yeah, feedback can be super useful, but you got to keep in mind where it's coming from, yeah. what the interests are, and just look at it if it can help you do better work or not. Mm-hmm. And praise and criticism is something that says something about you, you. about your merits, yeah. about your talents, about you as a person. Yeah. And that's totally different. You should just be cool with whatever you are and whatever you're doing and the feedback that you get, you can object- objectively and neutrally use 
or not use yeah. depending on whether you think it's it has merit yeah yeah great great yeah. i always think of the project as the baby mm-hmm. and the baby needs nurturing and needs feedback and everything oh i love but that that's me, so good I, I know i'm doing a good job yeah. because i care yeah that's all i need to know oh my god i love that so much. <laughs> that's great that's a good thing to keep in mind there's a, there were like i only wrote down two other things but my other thing was preparation versus improvisation mm-hmm. oh, and you can over prepare oh yes you can but women love to over prepare women love to oh that's one thing that yeah. is that's why this book is written for women uh-huh. because that's what women do all the time <laughs> <laughs> i have never seen a guy a real guy mm-hmm. who highlights the whole book before no <laughs> before, <laughs> before study. And when he's I studying think, and for an exam yeah and highlights and the entire book yep but Women you know, do that all the time. I see them in the train. The whole page is yellow. And you want to know why? Why? Because we have been trained to believe that men are better at what mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. than we can be at what we do. Yeah. So we think, we always think that we have to compensate for something. Yeah. So we over-prepare. While men, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm generalizing, guys, so don't like pin me down on this. There is a huge overlap between the personalities and characteristics of men and women, yeah. but there is a difference too. Oh, and yeah. men tend to be more confident just for no fucking reason, <laughs> just that they're more confident. And if you're confident, you just sort of assume that you you can wing it and it will be fine. But women lack that because we've never been... Um, what do you say reinforced to believe that we've never been um, there is a sort of internalized suspicion towards women that we're not as good as men are so women feel that they have to compensate other people feel like we have to be more critical towards the woman than towards the man and all of those little things combined make us over prepare and make us freak out the moment that we think we have to improvise strange it's a strange thing yeah i understand now yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i i i now understand when a woman or a girl Mm -hmm. is over preparing her yeah for her test i used i used to not get it no but now you yeah i totally get it yeah there was actually i I feel for you i'm gonna link it in the show notes Mm -hmm. maybe you've read it but there was a a twitter thread on a guy who worked with a woman, they had they used the same email inbox. And at one point while um, he was working, he noticed that one of his clients that he usually never had problems with was super critical and kept like deflecting really important questions and was super uncooperative. And when he, he didn't really understand why, and then he saw that he was using her handle, her signature. So the client thought that he was communicating with his oh. female colleague. Oh, really? And the moment that he said, oh, by the way, this is, I don't know, Bob. Um, the client like completely changed his tune and was super cooperative. And like, yeah, those are great questions. And thank you. And you're doing great work. Like he switched like a leaf on a tree. Is that an English expression? I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to skate on through. Um, <laughs> and then he came up to her and he was like, that was a really weird experience for me. And she was like, yeah, well, that, that happens. And she wasn't even vindictive about it. She wasn't sad. She was just like, yeah, that's just the way it is. I have to convince people more of that I know what I'm doing than you do. And she was slower at her job because of it. And her, his boss had made comments that he needed to help her get more efficient. And when he saw this, he was just like, but this is because, really? So what they did is they changed, they switched signatures for two weeks. Ah. And she had the two most efficient weeks of her professional career. And he Weird. was f- just baffled by, by how much more time it took to convince people that they needed to change things, that things needed to be different. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. so like, it's, and it's, so internalized that we don't realize this type of stuff until you see examples like this. Yeah, that's why it's good to have books like this. For sure. Yeah, because yeah, we need it. Yeah, 
because I see that in corporate environments too. Oh, sure, yeah, like, I bet you do. Um, when two people have the same tone mm-hmm. or the same speed of things that they want to accomplish, the man is like perceived as a boss. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's really mm-hmm. boss. He's yeah. a real guy. He's a boss. And when a woman does it, she's a bitch. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hmm, she's so, she's a She's so bitch. aggressive. She's so aggressive. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And it puts it puts Oof. people off. Yeah. While it, when the guy does it, it's fine. It's yeah. really weird. Okay. Anyway, oh, another thing that I really liked. We're just gonna sk- go from the, from the sexism towards other things. <laughs> um, there was also this thing where she talked about the ways that we keep ourselves hidden and the way this ways that we keep ourselves small. I think that she actually calls it staying hidden. That chapter. And there's one thing. It's called. Hiding strategies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hiding strategies. That's yeah. the one I was talking about. Um, one hiding strategy is like my go-to, and not uh. in, not in work, but in life. I design at the whiteboard. Oh. I am a total whiteboard designer, and Me what this too. means is that you basically spend a lot of your time designing, preparing, thinking things out, making a schedule, thinking of out the pro- program outline, <laughs> making a budget, doing all of this sort of pre-work. And then you don't really do the actual work because you're you stay at the whiteboard because you feel like you always have to fine tune. You uh-huh. always have to. It's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cue musical number. My life, basically. <laughs> because what I like, I I got myself stuck into planning and scheduling like so much of the time, and then when it came down to it, I like life got in the way because I have a tendency to unrealistically plan things but life got in a way and i would have to go back to the design like i have to go back to designing at the whiteboard <laughs> and that way i just kept on going back and forth and nothing or at least not very much actually changed because i wasn't really doing as much as i was planning instead of instead of doing instead of Testing things Te- yeah, exactly. as testing fast and practice as you and can, just, just yeah, getting real applying. feedback from real people yeah. of all the little parts yes. of your big scheme. Yes. Yeah. This so is, the message there yeah. is just go fucking do things. Yeah. As usual. Throw them out there. Throw them out there. See, see what works. happens. Make see that, if it works. See if it works. Make that blog. Make that YouTube video. Make that Patreon account. Fine tune as you go. Um, see what kind of feedback you get. I don't know. Apply for that particular internship. See what you have to change in your resume. Go do that. Just keep on moving and keep on doing things. Yeah. Yeah. See what works and yeah. what doesn't. I re- that's like that was so fun for me during this book is that there were so many things that I recognized, <laughs> and then additionally there were so many things I'm like, but I can easily fix this. Yeah. Amazing, like, huh? like the thing with, it's the, like with yeah, such a tactical book. Yeah, like the thing with the disclaimers. I can stop writing disclaimers in my email. Yeah, and the same with the design of the whiteboard. I can stop trying to plan everything out. I can just start writing proposal plans. Yeah, and I can just sort of translate documents for whatever is necessary. I can do that. I don't necessarily need to make an entire super I lo- complicated I plan. Lo- what I love about this book is that it's little things you can change. Yeah, that make big impact. Very much so, and that get you playing big immediately yeah. yeah she calls it also she also calls it leaping oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like what if instead of designing at the whiteboard yeah just planning everything out writing everything down and not doing anything real mm-hmm. if instead of that you start doing the smallest thing you can do and mm-hmm. putting it out there yeah so you're visible oh wow that's playing big mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah, instantly. It's such a small step, yeah. such a small thing, but instantly you're playing bigger. Yeah. Also, being visible and um, but that's so scary. Yeah, being visible <laughs> and 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 talking about results. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's such a huge game changer. It is. It's like um, if you just write down your results in and say it has this and this and this mm-hmm. we we forget to do th- things like that yeah we totally do i love that mm, so good so do we recommend the book can i have oh sorry mention yeah, one yeah. more thing yeah, that absolutely. i really liked about it about the book mm-hmm. um the difference between pahat and yura 
Oh, you have to. Yeah, uh, it's fear. fear. Yeah, I love fear. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> fear is one of my favorite subjects. Yeah, and that there is a huge difference between the two fears. Yeah, Pahad and Jura. I don't, I don't know if I'm speaking it right. Let's say but yes. Pahad is like real, um, real fight or flight fears, like the the lizard brain fears. Like mm-hmm. This is there's a monster survival monster in the closet. Yeah. And that's Bahad. Mm-hmm. And Jura is when when you know you're onto something, when you know you're gonna be playing big, mm-hmm. when you know that what you're gonna do is a little exciting. Mm-hmm. It's like you're playing it's like going on a trip or an adventure or doing something you know it's good, but mm-hmm. you're scared anyway. That there's that just knowing the difference between yeah. the two can be so helpful can be so helpful yeah good so yeah do we recommend the book absolutely for any women in any sort of career um this can be so helpful like for some reason i didn't really easily get into the writing in style but it's well written it's clear i like the different examples that she gives within the book she offers really, really cool like summaries at the end and essay or like essay questions or questions that you can use in order to explore more for yourself about this topic, which I really, really love. So I think this is an excellent book for any anyone, mostly women, but men too, if you can p- go past the she things, uh, who wants to yeah play big. I would actually want to read it again. Me too. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a weird thing. But <laughs> I, weird I completely thing. agree. <laughs> Maybe I'm just gonna reread it straight yeah. after. I tend to yeah. do that with a book that I find fascinating. Yeah, especially because it's so tactical. Yes, because every everything is so practical. You can yeah. use it immediately. And I know I forgot so much. So much. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good. Or maybe I'm gonna just. Do the things that I remember now. Yeah, and then go back and then to later it when for new, for go new back stuff. again yes. and see if there's more yeah. that I can use. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Cool. Pop culture pleasure. You start. Really? Can you start? Because I always start. Okay. Well, um, let me see. I'm, I'm totally enjoying Ed Sheeran's <gasps> album yes. right now. It's he's so hot right now. He is. It's ridiculous. Like I was talking to someone about this, and basically when we looked at the British judges, it's like, you know what? Every British and American musician just needs to like take a month off and go like play at a yeah. pizza or something <laughs> when he drops an album because this is no fun for anyone but him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really really good. It's really really good, and I don't, I just don't understand the phenomenon. No. Well, no, that's not true. I actually do understand the phenomenon. Explain the phenomenon. Well, I... Please explain the phenomenon. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I started getting into Ed Sheeran um, at his first album, which was Plus, I think. And I looked up shit about him, like on Wikipedia and websites and stuff, (laughs) because I was just fascinated by this little red-headed ginger dude with a guitar and a loop thing and he was just like (laughs) fucking amazing and then i read that he basically um he practiced his ass off that dude put in his ten thousand hours and he actually said that he uh when he found out i think that james blunt or someone um this will probably something that I will have to rectify in the show notes because I'm not sure if it was James Blunt, James Morrison, or any other sort of English musician who played 250 gigs mm-hmm. in a year. And he was like, fuck, I'm going to top that. And he went for 300 something. <laughs> and then he stayed on Jamie Foxx's couch in America and did more uh, did more gigs there. This guy is someone who put everything into his music. And yeah. I find that so, I find that so dope. He's so, so good. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he even homeless for a while? He was. Yeah. He crashed on people's couches, couches for a while too. He put everything in his music, and this is the result. It's and it's not for an everyone, amazing... and it shouldn't be for everyone. But he is a fucking amazing musician. Yeah, and he's he's funny. I just like whenever I see him, just like yeah, yeah Ed, yeah. I like you, Ed. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that that's the phenomenon. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, 
I love What's your favorite lot. song on the album? Do you have one? Strangely? Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, I like the marimba song. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I even have the ringtone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I have the ringtone that the, the you know, the iPhone. Yeah, you can, you can, you can make songs like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that. fun. Um, um, but my favorite song is uh, Galway Girl. Okay, Galway, I, have, I don't know Galway that one Girl. that well. It's like, the Irish song. Oh, I love that with when the, he does with, something Irish. Yeah, I love it too. It's it's oh. like you hear the Irish. You fiddle. inspired me. I'm gonna go on a huge Ed Sheeran kick t- t- this Yay. afternoon when I'm writing. I'm excited. And um, I, I bawled when I heard Supermarket Flowers. Yeah. Holy shit! That <laughs> I that hit me from left field. I was just I was just <laughs> listening to hot new pop tracks, and suddenly this song comes on. I'm like, ah, I was crying. Uh. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, I yeah. was in Paris when mm-hmm. the album got teased yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and and I was it, it it's my Paris uh, anthem. anthem. I love I love having anthem for cities. Oh, it's so nice. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's a great one. Thank you. Good for you. Um, mine is actually one that is not yet online, so it's kind of a weird one, but it does definitely deserve a shout out because I'm super excited about it. There's a new website that will be launched on the 24th of March, which is called Laatscherm. So it's a Dutch (laughs) platform, magazine about gaming and technology and all that stuff. And I've started following the the teaser Twitter account and the guy who's behind it. And I think it's going to be epic. They're also going to do a 30 minute podcast on games, on, on like technology, on um, basically the, be- the beauty and the art of games. And um, I'm just really, really excited about it. So I'm like, seriously, I'm waiting and I'm so psyched for Laatscherm to, to be launched finally. Yes. Who are those guys? Um, well, one of them is Daniel Verlaan, who I don't yet know that well, but I started following him. And basically one of the reasons that I liked him is that he said okay we're gonna go more into like the deep interesting and philosophical aspect of gaming and like because games and is it gonna be in dutch i think so yeah Mm. because games are not just like point and click and shoot and die anymore games are beautiful intricate stories games are beautifully made games are art yeah and i love that and i want to hear more hear more about it yeah cool yeah so laatscherm laatscherm check it out yes i'll put the links below and I think anyone who's into like that kind of stuff should follow. Absolutely. Great. Do you have another one? No. Oh, I have one more. <laughs> and then I'm done. Um, it's called Look at Her. So I'm currently waiting for the RuPaul's Drag Race season nine. And I'll, I'll promise ah! I stopped talking about it. But no, um, don't. <laughs> there's, a, there's this talk show on YouTube with Johnny McGovern. And it's called Hey Queen. And in that show, they interview drag queens. <laughs> And so basically all my favorite drag queens have been on that show and I love watching them. It's really funny. But they have this after show that they also put on YouTube and it's called Look at Her. And Look at Her is basically an aspect of the show where the queens that are on the show have to look at pictures of the drag queens that they know and talk about them. So they basically just say, spill a little tea give a little info, throw a little shade. So basically they talk about the the other drag queens that they've worked with and that they have had, had experience with. And it's so fun. And every time I, I, <laughs> I, I think about it, I just think, look at her, look at her. So that's my other one. <laughs> so that's my other one. And that concludes the RuPaul Drag Race yes. segment of the day. For now, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about RuPaul's Drag Race in every episode. Oh, but there's a, like a friend of mine wrote a really funny article. It's in Dutch, but I'll link it down below about the three drag queens that she most wants to be. And in, in the article, she said, okay, this is all Liana's fault because Liana turned me uh. into drag race. So I was like, yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Around me, more and more people are getting the virus. I'm so excited. I can hear it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think about doing more of those recap. Uh, I did like episode reviews on my blog for season eight. I might do it again. But like literally from my audience, <laughs> like everyone in my audience, there's maybe like 5% who's into that. So sorry. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. Defying the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
my current obsession. Okay, do you have any obsessions? Oh, yes. Ooh, tell me. I do. I have two obsessions right now. Yes, bring them. Well, one is obviously flying. Oh! I am now finally, <gasps> finally uh, learning to fly. That's awesome. It's Congratulations. So I'm now obsessed with Of course it. you are. Of course I am. I, I've been obsessed with flying for like 10 years. Yeah. No, forever, actually. <laughs> but now, finally, I'm doing something about it. Nice. Good so, for you. Yeah. I'm enjoying that That's a lot. And the second one just hit me. It just hit me mm -hmm. like a few days ago. Ooh. And I don't know how that happened. So the fever is real. It is so real. But that is stealth van urban camping. What? Yes. Tell me more. Okay. So a few a few uh, a few years ago I started flirting with a plan to buy like a, a Land Rover. Uh-huh. Because they're cool, like Land Rover uh, Defenders, you know, the, the old yeah. Land Rovers. And turning him turning him into a like a camper van. Mm -hmm. But not that you look at it and think, huh, camper van. Okay. I just want a car to travel around with to okay. travel the world mm -hmm. with you know or okay. europe or yeah whatever you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> just roam around and see nice places mm -hmm. and just sleep in the car and okay. kind of live in it oh. my dream is to have a, a car that is long enough to sleep in mm -hmm. and then you can sort of close the, the windows or that you don't look in yeah. and it's like it, it would be just a car just parked somewhere and i'm sleeping in it and you know <laughs> what i mean yeah, i know what you mean <laughs> i don't really need all that stuff like a real big camper van i don't like that shit. okay i well, want yeah and it's called um van dwelling or van dwelling. urban camping oh yeah or um anything like that i and i didn't know it was a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought I invented it myself. Like, because I've done it a, a few times. I, oh. When I was in the States, I, I, I would um, go on road trips. Yeah, And sure. I, I would rent this Jeep, mm -hmm. this big Jeep. Yeah. With tinted windows in the back. Yeah. And I found out that I could um, f uh, put the back seat down. Yeah. And have a flatbed yeah. and put a bed in there. Mm -hmm. It's like a, yeah. like, like like my 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 you know yeah. camping bed. Mm -hmm. And it was perfect, perfect. I had all my food with me, and I had my sleeping bag, and I I could just park at the resting areas yeah. or legal places where yeah. you can just park a car and just sleep, and then oh. wake up in the morning and just you know. Go, go go back onto the road. Go back on the road and okay. do things and find you know places with yeah. with a shower or you know yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and just basically f uh, overnight for f uh, uh, yeah yeah free you didn't have to pay for a motel exactly. or a hotel or anything exactly mm. you know my only issue would be because I I see the appeal but you wouldn't be able to stand or sit in your own private space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would need that. And I don't always want to... Like, in all the other places, you would have to be around people, mm -hmm. basically. Or at least a lot of the time. So it would be hard to just stand somewhere alone or sit somewhere alone. or so. And yeah. that's where my my new obsession comes in. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize. But, of course, you can buy, instead of a Jeep, yeah. a, van. a van. And then you would have that. And I found literally hundreds of youtube videos really? of people converting a regular fan like a, sprint, yeah. a mercedes sprinter or mm -hmm. a ford transit like the ones who are a little higher yeah and nice and big and it's just a white van and you just put some uh, <laughs> you'd be the van that children's would be warned about yeah, yeah. yeah no, don't go just, near that van kids and my van would be and and and, and you can just with no windows and you literally build a tiny house inside, mm. like with a couch yeah. and a, and a bed yes. and 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 all the electronics you need. You put um, solar panels on top, mm -hmm. 
Pe- I see. I saw people have like complete kitchens and sinks. Oh, that's amazing. And oh, I'm complete. You're obsessed. I, I, You're so obsessed. And I they can tell. build it themselves. That's amazing. They just I buy an old van and build that oh, thing. Amazing. And the best part is, it doesn't look like a camper. Ah, uh, yeah. It's just a van. Just a van. Only on the inside, it's just, and they have like these cameras that look outside, mm-hmm. and they have all this tech. You'd be ready for the apocalypse. Yes. That too. Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> but you can be completely self-sufficient and off the grid. That's with, cool. And with modern technology, you can have the solar panels, and it's enough mm. to have power for everything. Wow. For your fridge and yeah. everything, it just works. It's ridiculous. Cool. I want it. And <laughs> you want I, it now. I want to <laughs> start building my fan. <laughs> cool. That's my obsession. Okay. Well, find me some YouTube videos and we'll link them down below. Yeah. All right. So for today's podcast, for the first time, we did our listening in segment where we talked about the question from Vanessa talking about how to learn to give feedback and speak about what's on your mind without being afraid of criticism or whatever. And we also talked a little bit about like what our life lessons are. And Andrew's is my favorite. It's called Dance Through Life. We'll link it in the description below too. And then we talked about our book, which is Playing Big by Tara Moore. And this is a very well-written, very practical book with small, easy to do steps you can take in order to sort of stop hiding away, stop playing small. And um, for our pop culture pleasures, I talked about Laatscherm, which is going to be a new gaming mag online magazine. And Andrew talked about Ed Sheeran's Multiply, no, Divide? Divide, divide yeah, like Divide uh, album. And um, I shared my obsession with Look At Her because we're in between drag queen seasons right now. And for our obsessions, um, you talked about this two flying and the the the, the van the van stealth van urban camping yes yeah correct yeah something like that yeah <laughs> okay well I have no obsession so we can just uh, just move on and um you for really not have an obsession that's weird well basically my obsession is look at her but okay, it's also my yeah. pop culture pleasure okay. so you know. And next time, we're going to be talking about the book Reinvent Yourself by James Altier. Yeah, James. Yeah, what's up? And uh, I I know some of his articles online, but Andrew listens to his podcast religiously, yeah? I'm a huge fan of James Altier. Huge fan. So it's going to be fun to review his book. Again, if you have any questions for us, you can send us an email at info at theselfhelphipster.com. You can tweet at us You can uh, while using the hashtag selfhelphipsterpodcast. And you can leave comments on our Instagrams always, all the time. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, if you don't can, forget to... Subscribe, subscribe and review and read, rate yes rate and review and we will see you in a month thank you bye bye thanks for listening